Hey, all you gritty nurses. We want to share an amazing opportunity for RPNs and PSWs in Ontario. Designed in partnership with the Government of Ontario, We RPN's Bridging Educational Grant and Nursing Program, also known as BEGIN, is a tuition reimbursement program for eligible students enrolled in bridging programs. So, what is BEGIN all about? The program is designed for PSWs and RPNs looking to bridge to RPN and RN roles and willing to commit to working in Ontario's long-term care, or home and community care sectors. After graduating, program participants agree to commit to a year of employment in either sector for every year or portion of the year they receive BEGIN funding. That sounds amazing. I've never heard of anything like that before. What can you get out of it? PSW Bridging to RPN can get up to $6,000 per year to cover tuition and mandatory fees for a maximum of $15,000 over three years. And RPN to RN or PSW to RN students can get up to $10,000 per year for a maximum of $30,000 over three years. The best part is, these are grants so as long as you commit to postgraduate service agreement, you don't have to pay the money back. And there are other benefits. Participants may also qualify for additional financial assistance while enrolled to help with costs such as caring for dependents, tutoring, and travel. Begin participants are paired with a dedicated case manager to support them on their journey in the program. They can also access free resources and support such as online NCLEX or REXPN exam prep courses, career counseling, resume support, and a dedicated job board. Upon graduation, WeRPN will connect BEGIN graduates to employment opportunities in the long-term care and home and community care sectors of Ontario, where they can make a huge difference. This can open doors for so many PSWs and RPNs. I really want to learn more. What should I do next? If you're interested, go to begin.wearpn.com or email info at begin.wearpn.com to learn about how BEGIN can provide you funding to expand your career and find meaningful work in Ontario's long-term care and home and community care sectors. Hello, is this thing on? Of course it is. They can definitely hear us. Yeah, we're in our fourth season. There's no silencing us now. Hi and welcome everyone. Thank you so much for listening to us at the Gritty Nurse Podcast. We're so excited to be here. You're, you coming and listening week after week. We have great guests coming on today. And without further ado, I'm going to get Sarah to kind of introduce a little bit. So it's been a while since we've had four people on the podcast. So we've four. got two of us today and we've got two guests coming on. Hopefully there's enough airtime for all of us. And I am going to do my best to attempt to introduce this podcast guest that we have today. We actually have Dr. Asif Doja, he's a pediatric neurologist, and Ali Hassan, who's a stand-up comedian and actor who's been on things like CBC's Laugh Out Loud, Designated Survivor, Goon, and they're each fascinated by what the other does. They have a podcast called Doctor vs. Comedian, and in each episode, Asif picks a topic for Ali from comedy and entertainment and questions Ali about it. Then, Ali picks a topic from medicine and health and grills Asif on that topic. They talk about serious subjects in an unserious way. So if you like comedy, entertainment, health, and wellness, and you don't want to have to choose between them, then you should definitely listen to this show. And without further ado, I'm going to have them sort of introduce themselves, and maybe we'll start with Asif first. 
Yeah, thanks so much, Sarah. You did such a good job. I think Ali's going to kick me off the podcast and ask you or and Amy to be his new co-host. Uh, no, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm Dr. Asif Doja. As Sarah mentioned, I am a pediatric neurologist in Ottawa, Canada. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself? <laughs> oh, come on, come don't on, be Asha, shy. For the love of God, you're making us look terrible, huh? He is a robot. <laughs> Put some emotion into it. Look, there's your sexy. Oh my gosh. You guys have video and stills and everything. So yeah. You I know that in, picture. In... I, you know when that picture is from? That okay, picture wait. is from one year Asif put on a baseball hat. <laughs> he, he put on a baseball hat and he went. Uh, on Halloween as Tiger Woods. And I don't know if you can see it, but those were the Tiger oh Woods days. God. It was like the cheapest costume I've did ever... Did you know, I... No, Ali is like, it's a true story. I dressed... I went, yeah. I didn't have a beard. I dressed That's up as amazing. Tiger Woods. amazing. It's true. It's true. When I was in medical school. So yeah, so I went to... Speaking of medical school, I went to medical school at the University of Western Ontario. Then I did my residency in child neurology. So you can go directly into child neurology from medical school. So I did that at SickKids Hospital, which is in Toronto. I was there until 2005. And then I started in Ottawa. And I am currently the division head of neurology here in Ottawa. And then about three years ago, we started this podcast, which I guess we will get into. Absolutely. And Ali, can you introduce yourself? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I started my medical training at the Comedy Works in Montreal. I uh, I am a doctor. I'm not a very good doctor. Many people have said that uh, I'm barely a doctor at all, actually, is what they've said. The doctor of laughs is what we say on our on our podcast. I have been uh, I've had many different lives. I think I I cobbled together about five or six jobs to make a a, a nice living for my my family. And luckily, it's all stuff that I enjoy. And it's stand up comedy and it's acting and it's writing, podcasting. And I also teach at Queens. What? I teach a stand-up comedy class. So it, it's kind of a full slate. Yeah, my I, I would say that my 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 passion really is, you know, uh, comedy uh, and more broadly entertainment. I really like doing that. I really like, uh, I always have enjoyed entertaining people. The goal once upon a time was food and entertainment. I really wanted to have a, a cooking show. That dream was killed. <laughs> I <laughs> many people who didn't believe I should have that show uh, or just, you know, fa- factors beyond my control. But yeah, these days I, I work mostly as a stand-up comic. I work on the CBC as a, as a radio show host and I'm an actor on a few different things. And what you're showing right there is a scene from uh, Run the Birds, yeah. which is a, a sitcom on uh, on CBC television. And it's been wonderful. We've done two seasons and, and my role has sort of increased on that show. And, and it's been a, a really terrific experience. Amazing. Now you must get this question a lot because Amy and I get asked this all the time. How did you guys meet and how did you come up with the idea for your podcast? Well, how did we meet is not even our, we have nothing to do with that, do we? (laughs) So back in the day, uh, our parents both immigrated to New Brunswick in the late sixties. You know, as you could imagine, uh, you know, we're all people of color on this podcast today. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, Not too many non-white people in New Brunswick in the late 60s in in Canada. And so just to paint a picture for you and for our listeners in in 1970 my mother said that they used to have to when they wanted yogurt they had to drive to a farm to get it. Wow. That was the lay of the land in New Brunswick. Yogurt was too ethnic to be carried at the grocery store. That so just is, that's, that's it. Crazy. Just, just want to add that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I don't actually know how our parents, like, there was like a rumor that there was another brown person and then they, <laughs> was that what happened that way? I, I really don't know. It's something like that. Somebody told somebody that, oh, your, your father, you know, my dad was an academic. He was, you know, an English teacher and this kind of stuff. And then Asha's dad's an interesting guy because he's not an am- academic in the sense that he's an engineer. And yet he's still very much an academic as far as mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. interests go, as far as his book collection goes very well read very intelligent i think it was just it just seemed like a good match also it was a beggars can't be choosers time right, um, right, you know right. you, you know you, you want to meet another brown person you're gonna have to travel a bit to go meet them and my i have this story that my dad used to always tell you know like any any time we saw anybody with a little bit of a, a tan we'd be like oh my god one of ours you know like a, yes. a brown guy, one of ours a guyanese person one of ours lebanese person one of our one of white our, guy yeah. with a tan one of our like it just any Anybody with any skin color, you were you were like hard pressed to find anybody with those experiences. So they really gravitated towards towards each other. I think in the international students department, like when I see those pictures, it's very very cool. It's like African students and and brown students and Asian students hanging out together, and they're all like smoking and wearing bell bottom jeans and like yeah. mutton mutton chop sideburns and stuff. I'm like, oh, you guys were you guys were part of something. I don't know if you were. <laughs> Accepted, but you see your, your clothing certainly would have been. Do you know my dad tells a story, and it wasn't my dad or your dad, but one of their friends, another Indian guy, South Asian guy, dated Anne Murray, not what? Anne Murray, the Canadian singer. And the song, the song Songbird is about that brown man. No, oh. it's not. But imagine, okay. imagine. I would have lost <laughs> that. Yeah, you almost got us. So, so in sense, we. Like Ali is actually my oldest friend. He's older than me, FYI, one year older than me. Okay. So he's my oldest friend because I was born, and I'm like, this is your friend. You you have no choice in the matter. So <laughs> this is your reason. other friend. Yeah. Whereas I had a choice. I was already friends with his older sister because mm-hmm. ah. she's an, a year older than me. So I I already had a friend. I didn't really need Asif, and I made it. I let it be known to Asif that I didn't need him, and that's been the <laughs> dynamic of our relationship ever since. Oh my gosh, we can we can feel the energy and how much of a great relationship you both actually have, and I, and I totally get it too because back when I I actually grew up in Rexdale, and so there were a lot of other you know ethnically racially diverse folks, but still to this day we you get that sense where you know you walk into a room, especially within healthcare. I tend to be kind of a, a, a racialized and minority person. And, you know, you get that sense where you see that person across the room and you see the other ethnic person, you just kind of like give them the nod, like, yeah, you know, I see you, I recognize you. And I totally feel that because, you know, that's just, that, that has been our experiences and it's real. So I, I'm glad that you both connected. <laughs> and that's kind of amazing. That's a, a, a really amazing backstory. Yeah, and I was actually thinking as you told your story that I grew up in Hamilton and there's what I call the Chinese restaurant circuit. So it's like, if you want to meet another Chinese person in Hamilton, go order Chinese food and get to know the owners, okay? Those are your new friends. <laughs> and I was, put, I was put through Chinese school where I was like, you know, like, this is your friend now, okay? So you guys better study hard and get good grades in Chinese school. Study hard. Did you know how to play other instruments too? Like, I know that's okay, like... Okay, okay. What instrument do you think I played? I have no idea. Obviously. Violin. Piano. No, piano. 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 It's so obvious. That was like, 
that was kind of like pushed upon me. So I did it for seven <laughs> yeah. years. Piano, violin, like, those are your choices. You got two choices and uh, you get to choose one or the other or both, I guess. Some people are piano and violin, right? Right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Being like a clarinetist is like being an exotic dancer. It's like, get out. You're not even it's part like, of this oh, family anymore. a new instrument. It's like, if I knew anyone that played drums, I would be like amazed. But my choices were piano, violin. Somehow piano won out. It's not like it costs any less. So I don't know why. Yeah, I know. And bringing a piano into an immigrant home, like a small apartment when you come, I mean, it's really like, it's not practical uh, to start off with. But, you know, especially if you need to practice and all that, not a great idea. But I do, you paint a, a very a hilarious picture there. So I really like this idea of like, this is your friend now. And you're like, Henry, he's 63 years old and owns a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yes, but he is your yes, friend. That's how desperate friend. we are for friends yeah <laughs> that's so amazing so you you've both known each other for a very long time and i'm imagining that you know the idea and the concept of having a podcast probably came about quite naturally but maybe you can tell us a little bit about how the idea and the concept of your podcast came together yeah i mean it's always been like uh sarah said we have this interest in each other's jobs you know ali uh he could talk about his interest in in medicine and health in a second and wellness really but i've always been interested when ali got into stand-up comedy which he did relatively later in life how old were you like in your 30s right 34 yeah yeah. Wow. So, you know, I was interested in that. I, I We both love stand-up comedy. We used to watch Saturday Night Live as kids and, and talk about it when he'd come to visit us with his family. And, and, and you know, we've been, I mean, I saw Back to the Future with Ali. I saw, like, you know, probably the Goonies. You know, we've seen, like, all these <laughs> seminal movies together when we were visiting. So E.T. we saw together in the movie theater. Wow. So, you know, we, we have this connection through entertainment. At least that's my interest because I do medicine every day. So I'm more interested in something I don't do every day. So I would ask Ali questions and then when he's to get movie roles i'm like how was that oh you were on set with like eugene levy how is that how'd that work how'd you get that audition and and i would just end up asking questions and, and i thought well this is pretty interesting and then you know we have this opposite kind of thing with ali and health really yeah uh sort of you're i definitely don't have the same level of interest in health as you have in uh, entertainment let's, <laughs> let's, let's relax he, because he's saying i'm obsessed with entertainment like i read entertainment <laughs> weekly, the yes. website. I mean, you know my, my top three websites are all entertainment websites not medicine right, right. websites right? i'm not subscribing to the canadian journal of medicine right that's not my saturday <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the yeah, way yeah. you are reading entertainment weekly right yeah exactly. uh I, I, I'm definitely interested in health, but I get interested in, and the reason us have sort of underlined wellness is because I really get interested in this idea of, you know, is it Hippocrates who said, let food be thy medicine, let medicine be thy food, right? Nobody cares about that anymore. Clearly that guy's a, a castaway loser to most of you doctors. But I really like that idea about, because every doctor I've talked to will say something to the effect of, if I tell you I spent two weeks on nutrition, I might be exaggerating, right? This is what most of the doctors like in medical say. And I, in medical schools. Yeah, exactly. And to me, it's like you put food in your mouth three separate times a day, a day. <laughs> right. That's something that is affecting your body. I don't understand. And and then it's this weird thing of like, yeah, yeah, no, food doesn't matter. Don't, it doesn't matter what you put in your mouth. That doesn't matter. But here, here's a pill. Put this in your mouth and that'll go in your body. I'm like, what, what's going on? So I'm really, most of the stuff that interests me is from that lens. Any opportunities to make fun of doctors, I'm, I'm on board with that. But then, you know, it's like the cops, you know, you can't make too much fun of the cops because 
because one day you're going to need the cops and then you're like, oh no, I hope they don't look up my last six YouTube videos about <laughs> defund the police. and all. So you got you to have a little respect for doctors because if something awful happens, I don't need anybody going, mm-hmm, we have your number blacklisted. <laughs> we know, we don't we like know what, what you talked about last week. <laughs> so, so basically that was the idea. You know, Ali had started, he does a podcast with another one of his friends, Marco Timpano, and so it's called This, this podcast, podcast is Delicious. That's is right. Delicious. Yes. So he was already getting into the podcasting thing. And, and so we talked about it. And I think the, the idea was this idea of us interviewing each other. That was kind of the unique aspect. Uh, and, and as soon as I kind of pitched that to Ellie, he's like, yeah, that's it. Like, I, I thought about some other things before that didn't quite pan out. And Ellie's like, I think that's the concept. And so then, you know, there's something that happened a couple of years ago. I don't know. There was a pandemic. I'm not sure. You guys did it? You know, no, Ali's like didn't happen. He's blocking the I, I sailed Mind. through life like it didn't happen. Yeah. So the pandemic was bad in many, many ways. And again, we all know in healthcare that the many things it's caused and is continuing to cause downstream effects, especially psychological, I think, still, and especially in our youth, the patients I see. But there was one good thing, which is the advent of a, some time on your hands, and B, Zoom and, and technology, you guys use Zencaster. These technologies uh, and bandwidth on internet, it, it just all kind of came about. So suddenly what used to be very difficult was very easy now to do a podcast. And Ali and I live four hours away, so how are we going to do something together? That's basically the impetus. So we had some time, we had the technology, and it all kind of came together. So it was actually in 2021 that we started doing the podcast. So that's the, I was going to say the short story. That was not a short story at all. It's not, I mean, it's it's uh, it's not short, but you actually left something else out in your semi-short story. You're forgetting about the point. We didn't know what the podcast would be. He's very interesting, interested in podcasting. I already had a podcast. The show that I have on CBC Radio is called Laugh Out Loud. That exists also as a podcast. So I was in that world and he was like, I want to I want to have a podcast. And I was like, OK, sure. And he's like, I just don't know what it's going to be about yet. I'm like, well, good luck with that. You know, and he's like, well, We should do something. And but it was at a cottage once. Our families were at a cottage and Asif's wife is listening to us chat very in a very engaged way in the kitchen of this cottage and and taking a huge interest in each other's, you know, each other's experiences. And she was just like, guys, this is it. This is what the podcast should be. And we were like, this? No, no, this is just us talking. You don't understand. This can't be a podcast. This is just us having a conversation about things we and she was like, Yeah, this this should actually be it. And then Asif was like, hmm, yeah, maybe onto something. And I think that really put us in the direction of creating this podcast, right? right? Yeah, I think that that speaks to two different two really cool things. Like I think the whole evolution of how that came about is amazing. And the whole part of having a conversation, that's, that's kind of how we started our po podcast too. I think when you captivate listeners through creating stories, and if you're, if you're just talking and it's just a natural conversation, that's how you pull people in. And then the second point is uh, your wife is right. And he, that means you should listen to her more often. A third point. Yes. Where uh, I remembered the words of your wife and you didn't, it also brings oh. up that. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. okay. Right I really want them to listen to the Great Nurse podcast, but this episode, I'll be like, just, just skip over. Just skip over this one nah. episode. No, we'll, no. we'll, we'll, we'll look like for that. all the various tags and add them in. Oh, no. And you know, like another question Amy and I get all the time is like, how do you come up with your ideas? And we kind of come up with them together, I would say, but like, it sounds like you guys maybe volunteer each other what to talk <laughs> about. So I want to know what that creative yeah. process, like who tells what, what you're going to, or who tells who what you're going to talk about? 
I don't know. I mean, I think Asif probably has. Let's Asif does the majority of work in this podcast. Let's let, without Asif, this podcast it cannot exist. I have to give him full respect for you know. When do you want to pre-discuss? When do you want to record? Can we set our next seven dates for recording? Can we do this? You know. So I really need that. I need somebody with structure so we complement each other very well. And then I think you know we just both of us are kind of. I assume Asif enjoys what he's doing here, but I I think I can speak for both of us when I say we are both enjoying this podcast to the level where things just sort of come out and speak to you. You know, like for example, the other day I'm listening to an episode of a podcast called Smartless. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, uh, Sean Hayes have this podcast and they're interviewing Keanu Reeves and Keanu Reeves is talking about how he had to change his name. He was asked to change his name when he first started in Hollywood. And I start thinking about my friend Fuad, who was told that with his name Fuad, he'll never get anywhere. So he became Gabe Gray for many years and then recently came back. And so I'm sort of thinking that might be an interesting topic for us to talk about entertainment, people who have to change their names. Do, and, you know, we our, our first introduction to that was John Mellencamp. Hey, Asif. And then John yeah, Cougar, yeah, Mellencamp, John Cougar, and John yeah, Cougar, yeah. you see him go backwards into himself. Yeah, he started John Cougar. And then, but uh, yeah, there's plenty of examples of that, obviously, in Hollywood. And it, it speaks to a broader thing of what you think you have to do to make it and what Hollywood will accept uh, and not accept or what they think they can accept or not accept. So it, it's just like immediately it feels like an exciting conversation. And as far as the medical thing goes, often we'll try to tie it in some way. That particular one that I I just mentioned wouldn't be tieable. So then Asif will just pick up one of the many numerous uh, list of, uh, you know, in- increasing uh, diseases that are out there or conditions that are out there. We're never at a loss, you know. Or that people have asked us about, right? So we get some Requests listener, yeah, just in, yeah, like you guys, great. I'm sure, you know, listener submissions. And of course, that means something people want to talk about. And then, of course, there'll be things that are in the news, right? So sometimes it's sad when a celebrity dies or passes away, especially if they were big in comedy, uh, like when Betty White passed away you know we'll, we'll do we'll do an episode on her and other things that have been in the news lately so you know a couple months ago everybody's talking about the nepo baby craze you know like nepo babies in hollywood and, and so we talked about that and then at the same time people are talking about ozempic right as a, yes. as a weight loss drug so people want to know what is it what's it actually indicated for so you know those are just sort of things that will come up so it's often our interest it's what's in the news and what listeners have kind of asked about I think that's my favorite when something organically presents itself in entertainment and in in medicine. You can't sort of create like, but like, for example, Bruce Willis, right? We have a a number of different actors who are suffering from a variety of things. And what was Bruce Willis? I feel so stupid. What was he? He had aphasia, which is difficult finding the right words. Which right. we just Hilarious. saw a good example of right there. <laughs> you know, and that is that is me doing a meta sketch here, and you you were perfectly engaged. It's a weird thing to say. It was perfect. Bruce Willis has aphasia. Amazing. It is not amazing. It is awful, but it gives us an opportunity to highlight somebody's work and their career, and also highlight something that most people and I usually speak on behalf of most people. Most people will not know what aphasia is. I only knew it because we have one friend who's a speech therapist who worked with people with aphasia, and she. Had explained it to me. I had long forgot what she explained to me. That was many years ago, but I knew the name aphasia. And so yeah, we 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 hope that we feel like we're generally talking to a non-medical audience and somebody who's not as much of an entertainment nerd as Asif. And I feel like there's a lot of people who get a fair amount out of listening. And yeah, our listener feedback is really great. 
That's really amazing to hear. And I think that, you know, we enjoy that aspect too. I think making sure that it's timely. So, you know, you have information that is relevant to individuals and then that pulling in that medical piece, because there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of misinformation. I'm sure you've seen it all out there. And it's really great that, you know, you could put that comedic spin on it, but also bring in that, that needed medical information from, you know, a trusted healthcare professional. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's just kind of how Amy and I come up with topics too. It's like current events, what we think is trending, you know, what people suggest to us when we get, we get pitches for guests to come into the podcast. We think, is this something that our listeners would want to hear about? And even though I feel like we started out with nurses, it's really broad as well. So when I speak about certain issues, I try not to get too far into the weeds because I think I'm going to lose people like I lose myself half the time. So <laughs> I have a really short attention span. You might not know this is me, but I do. And so if I feel like I'm getting bored, I'm like, I, I know my listeners are getting bored. So we kind of <laughs> keep things fresh. <laughs> yeah. We, we also want to ask you both about your favorite episodes, just like you asked us. Could you tell us one of your favorite, your, your top episodes, each one of you? And let's start with Asif. Yes. So I'm going to pick one. I'll, I'll pick our non-interviews, but we can talk about interviews. We have, you know, done a lot of interviews. Sometimes you guys gave us ideas for people. Oh, we're like, oh, we should interview that person. So we've asked them after hearing them on your show. The one that comes to mind the most is the one we did about women's pain. So we, I think we were talking about Ms. Marvel, the Marvel show. But, you know, that's a show about female empowerment. But this idea of women's pain came from a, a listener. And a listener basically said, you know, can you talk about how men and women's pain is, is treated differently? in the healthcare system. And I honestly thought, I don't know if there's a lot of stuff there, but you know, they're asking, so let me look it up. And there is over 20 years of information. You guys probably know this, but I wasn't aware of it, uh, of data on this. It's not a new phenomenon at all. And uh, women's pain is treated differently than men's, as in it's uh, dismissed more, treated with less intense medications, non-medications, like, oh, you don't need medicine for this, whereas men's pain is. And, and it was so eye-opening to me. And I would say humbling. You know, it really made me think that, you know, there is so much more to learn. And if you just listen to people, in this case, it was listening to a listener who is obviously, you know, they weren't angry at us for not covering it. It was just a suggestion. So we thanked them on our podcast and said how much we appreciate it. So that type of thing uh, uh, is a great example of how, at least personally, I can learn and improve myself uh, as a physician just through the podcast. So that was that's the example I often use. That's amazing. I think it's such an important aspect. I think we've mm -hmm. we've touched on it many times. I think we had an uh, episode with uh, Dr. Alika LaFontaine uh, talking mm -hmm. about pain and uh, about the whole idea and the concept behind pain is what the patient says it is, but seeing that that doesn't necessarily translate into medicine. And then also just, we, we talked also about, you know, the racialized aspect where, you know, some folks might be considered drug seeking and, or that they might be considered, there's all sorts of different things in relation to how other individuals are treated in relation to pain. And I think that might be something else you want to examine too, that racialized aspect, because it's, it's huge where, you know, we, even myself had experienced instances where I didn't get treated the way that I should have been. So, yeah. And how about you? What's your favorite uh, episode? Well, as I said, I, I do like episodes that have a nice link between medicine and entertainment. And then there's another element, too, that I really like. So, for example, we did an episode on Chris Helmsworth. He, we, as a family, we were we were watching a show. What's the name of that show again, Asif? God damn it. I'm really aphasiaing it today. <laughs> in a way yeah, of course. I'm forgetting uh, it's, it's called Limitless. It's called Limitless. Limitless. It's called yeah. Limitless. On Disney Plus, right. And we're watching Limitless as a family. And in one of the episodes, so Chris Helmsworth, uh, Thor, who plays Thor, 
or pushing his own personal limits. And in one episode, he finds out, courtesy of this doctor, Dr. Peter Atia, who's a longevity specialist who's helping him push his body to certain limits, finds out that he has this pretty rare genetic makeup, which put, which predispos predisposes him to Alzheimer's disease. I'm getting a nod from Asif. I said nothing <laughs> there. That's true. Um, and so it was very interesting to talk about that. Now that's pretty rare. Still, I found that interesting. The episode that really comes to mind for me that I thought was was great from a number of perspectives, Asif and I both fans of Chadwick Boseman. One of the first times I kind of chilled out with my wife, you know, at, at my house, we I rented 42. This is the back in the days of rentals. I don't know if you remember rentals, but we <laughs> yes, rented we know, we know. Uh, the Jackie Robinson, uh, Jackie Robinson film. And I just remember being like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? This is amazing. I, I was like, am I watching a movie or is this a documentary or what is that? Like he really like transcended that character. And so then to see him again over the years, I was like, oh yeah, it's that dude. And then his Black Panther, obviously he died of colon cancer. There was a sadness about it, which I think both Asif and I felt that he had to hide that, not tell it. His close people closest to him in his life did not know about it. He didn't want to be pitied or labeled or whatever it was. We don't, still don't understand the, uh, you know, the intentions behind it. And so it was, it was nice to talk about colon cancer for people who are not aware of it. Nice to talk about his life. But then there's another element, which is now Asif gets to talk about who should be screening for colon cancer, why it's important. So then there's this beneficial element. It's not just informative. It's also like, here's something tangible that you can do and you should do if you're particularly a male or this certain age and this kind of stuff. So I like that. I, I like, you know, it's one thing if your doctor goes and hey, make sure you get screened and you leave their office going, yeah, whatever, pervert. I know you weren't really <laughs> honest, right? But it's different when a doctor that has no agenda and somebody who you get to sort of enjoy their company almost in a friendly way through a podcast. They tell you something. I don't know. I, I really like that episode hit on many levels for me and I think for Asif as well. So I always think of that one as one of my favorites. And a similar one, we interviewed Biff Naked, so the alternative rock superstar, right, a Canadian. And there was, I mean, uh, just a super amazing talk. She is such a great person, so generous with her time. But she's a breast cancer survivor. And so it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So the next week, we kind of divided up the episode. So one was the interview with her. That was the entertainment part. The next week, we did a deep dive into breast cancer. Again, something that people don't always pay attention to. And the awareness of who should be screened, when should we be screening, should we be screening earlier. It's a big push for a lot of breast cancer survivors to advocate for earlier screening. So again, it's tying these things together and in a way that we think we're actually educating ourselves and other people. Yeah, no, I think that's actually amazing. And I think we, we actually... I had a little bit of a mini campaign myself because I have I suffer from IBS where I was talking about my own experience having to get a colonoscopy because there there is a lot of fear within, you know, black communities in relation to, you know, colon care. I think there's there's been some things that I heard within my own community and my own cultural backgrounds, just that fear around testing. And it's it's definitely a huge conversation that we need to continue to have. So, you know, racialized folks can, you know, be aware of what can occur right i think it's having that opportunity to go on twitter and just t talk about all things anal or or bum kind of took the took the mickey out of myself but also gave people an opportunity to share their stories with me too so i think that you know these things that we consider to be taboo we need to remove that by having these conversations so thank you for having that conversation because it's hugely impactful for my community as well i think it's just making content more relevant right mm -hmm. so if someone were to see the topic like what do chadwick boseman and colon cancer have in common it's almost like 
the entertainment part is the hook and then you can get people listening and then talk about what really matters like why should you care about colon cancer why should you get screened like you know this affects a lot of people on different levels so i really like that idea yeah. I mean, I don't know if we intended it to sort of hook people in. It wasn't like a draw product or anything. Uh, we'll get them <laughs> we'll get them with the Chadwick, we'll keep them with the cancer. You know, it wasn't it didn't start that way, but I think in the end you you're kind of right that that's the way it sort of lands. I'm okay with that. Like I think there's huge benefit for the people listening and 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 you know, based on what they're hearing and what they can take away and also with things like this type of testing, Amy, you talk about like certain communities have these biases or whatever you want to call them, you know, like these negative outlooks on these things. Sometimes you got to chip away, right? It's not going to be one person saying one thing. So sometimes Asif and I might just be putting just one more brick in the wall towards somebody finally going, okay, that's yeah. the last straw. Yeah. I heard this person say yeah. it, this person say it. My friend went, got tested once. Okay. And I, I know that's the way I operate as a human being. I put things off and then suddenly it gets to a point where you're like, well, I can't really you put this off this, anymore. Yeah. Yeah, like I've I've been knowing for a long time that I should cut back on my drinking, and then just like one conversation and another, and another person says something and everything, and then I'm just like, and my my, my wife does the math. She goes, I think you're drinking about a hundred drinks a month, and you're supposed to have two a week. So maybe, and I'm like, okay, that affects a little bit. This affects a little bit, and then finally you go, okay, it's time to just put a stop to all this, right? And I there's plenty of people like me who don't who don't put the brakes on immediately like they should. So I think it's all a, a all the service in the end. Well, I mean, it's all about having these conversations. I think you you kind of talked about it perfectly that just every single conversation we have, particularly whether it's about health, whether it's about comedy or entertainment, if we're trying to send a message, as long as everyone's talking about it, we are chipping away at those layers. And eventually, you know, people will make change. So I think that's actually hugely impactful. And I leave, I love that. I'm going to steal it. It's mine. <laughs> it's mine. Before we wrap up, we have two really great questions just to end the episode. First and foremost to Asif, what is the hottest topic for you in healthcare right now? The hottest topic in healthcare? I think it is something that you guys I know talk about all the time on the podcast. And it's the it's all interrelated. It's the wellness, burnout, and the the workforce issues. They're but they're all of course so interrelated. It's so important that we address the these issues. I think it's we're seeing it. We're seeing it with nurses, we're seeing it with physicians. I think we're at a crisis point. Was it caused by COVID? I don't know if it was caused by COVID, but COVID certainly elaborated this this issue that's going on and brought it to the forefront. I, I wish, you know, we're trying to sound the alarm. I know you guys are in nursing. Really, it's at a crisis point. And we saw it, how stretched we were in pediatrics in the winter with uh, all the, the, the flu season. And so, you know, I, I think that is the main thing we really need to, to be talking about. So it's not, it's funny, Eric, because it's not disease specific. It's not a disease. It's not, it's, uh, we got to increase screening. We got to fight this virus. Is actually the workforce. And if we don't do something now, there are going to be unfortunately severe consequences because we just will not physically have the people to, to deal with these issues. And it's so interesting. I'll tell you a story, Amy, you don't know this. We, our podcasts have been intertwined for such a, a long time because Ali said he ran into you guys. Uh, what yeah. are you guys yeah. at a podcast convention? Pod, yes. pod camp? Pod, pod camp. camp. Yeah. Yeah. So he ran into you guys. And then at, around the same time, 
Another call from Ottawa. I got an email from Ottawa Morning. They're like, "Oh, we just announced the new budget. the The federal government just announced the new budget. Would you be interested in coming on to discuss the ramification of the budget?" And the reason I'm bringing this up is, of course, because the federal government is putting money in to provinces to help with healthcare. But how that money gets spent, the devil's in the details. I'm like, "Oh, that's the message I want to get across." But I was too late. It was at the end of the day, and then as, as Ali and I'm sure Amy and Sarah know, the news cycle is very quick. So Seriously? they email oh, yeah. me at eight in the morning. I get back to the floor. They're like, you know. I'm so sorry. We already found somebody, but we'll let us know next time. So, of course, I tuned in the next morning. I'm like, oh, who are the experts they got in? And Ali, do you know who one of the experts was? Was it, it was Amy? Amy? Was it Sarah? It was, yeah, okay. it was Amy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's Amy. And, and, of course, Amy echoed. And, the, of course, the other person was the Canadian Medical Association president, who uh, they just mentioned, Alika Lafontaine. So I'm like, wow, you asked me before the head of the Canadian Medical Association? I'm so honored that they asked me to be on it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you, you and Dr. Lafontaine spoke to this, right? Which is, you know, it's the devil's in the details. How is this money going to be spent? And their priority really needs to be spent on the workforce, improving salaries, for example, for nurses, how do we retain people and recruit people? So that's my, uh, again, a long answer about that. Uh, with I a love little it. Anecdote yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amy and I. Ali, no pressure. What is the hottest topic in comedy right now? I think uh, it's a topic, it's it's a thing that transcends comedy, as you well know, and it's uh, it's storytelling and it's authentic storytelling. I was listening to a podcast with, with Jay Leno, and Jay Leno, not everybody knows this, but an absolute enormous machine of a stand-up co- comedian. Before he had a late-night talk show, before anything, he was already very, very wealthy just as a stand-up comedian. He was a really, like, incredibly good stand-up comedian. And his, you know, theory has always been write joke, tell joke, get check, right? That's just (laughs) keep it as simple as possible. Economize quick jokes. So he's really like, bam, bam, he wants to laugh every six to nine seconds on stage. And so guys like that, these are old school purists. They probably don't see value in storytelling as, as comedy, but storytelling and, you know, podcasters, the reason it's so popular right now is because so many people are telling incredible stories, whatever it is. And they're, they have various levels of entertainment and information. I personally think that when you can tell a story with comedy in it, you can make something that's potentially very serious, very compelling and very digestible. So for me, you know, and who knows how long this will last. We could have it another five years. Remember that time when everyone was telling their goddamn stories? I'm (laughs) so happy we're going back to like five second jokes. Boom, boom, rat-a-tat, you know, who knows? But right now, because you're asking me about something that's timely, this wasn't always the case. I think uh, think storytelling in in comedy and authentic storytelling in particular is particularly, uh, particularly hot right now. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing to hear. And I think that, you know, we do need to have comedians that are refreshing. And I think sometimes we get bogged down in the politics and the weeds. I, I'm sure you probably have an idea of what I'm talking about specifically. Yeah, of course. And um, but I think that, you know, we, we do need to see those, that authentic storytelling in it and to really make it light again. I, I want I want to to enjoy comedy where it doesn't have to be overly political and we don't have to use our fists. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but thank you. I love it. I can't even I wrap up. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming on to the Gritty Nurse Podcast. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you? 
Yeah, for sure. We're a doctor versus comedian. You, you can find us on our website. We're on every place you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can reach out to us, Dr. B Comedian, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, just give us a follow and check it out. We even have an interview, of course, as you guys said, with you guys a few episodes ago. So this was the Reciprocal Podcast, and we just love hanging out with you guys. We have such a great time. Thank you for coming on. Hey, did you know that we have a new YouTube channel? Please make sure that you subscribe to our new YouTube channel where you can watch our podcast in video format. Please hit the subscribe button. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any other podcast platform, leave us a rating and review. 